0: Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Yesterday we opened the book Lamentations. We're back in there today. And I got to tell you, I'm a fish out of water with this book. Uh, For one, I am not a terribly emotional guy. I'm not real outward or vocal or expressive whenever I process grief or pain or emotion. In fact, I haven't even experienced a lot of hardship. And so there's a disconnect between what these people in Israel are going through and anything that I've experienced in my life. And I know that's not true of others. Many people even listening to this have ex- experienced extreme hardship. And so there's probably a little bit more of a relatability for folks like that to this book. Another reason this is a disconnect for me is this is all poetic. And I've talked about this before in the Bible overview. I have a hard time with poetry in the Bible, not a hard time in the sense that I don't believe that it's true or that it's God's word. Of course it is. But it's very abstract to me. Me. It's hard for me to understand, and I don't think poetically. Um, I'm either I think it's left-brained or right-brain, whichever one it is. That's not poetic. That's that's me. And so I've been reading a lot, studying a lot. I'm going to link the Bible Project's overview of Lamentations. A great video. In fact, I'm going to take some of the stuff from that video in today's uh, devotion and, and for our devotions throughout Lamentations. But just an orientation, kind of a big picture overview of this book today that will help us understand how we can apply the principles of Lamentations to our own lives in our own relationship with God. First of all, it's important to understand how significant the fall of Jerusalem was for the people of Israel. This is not just an event where their walls got torn down and their temple was ruined, but it really caused them to question the character of God. We thought that God was this way. We thought that he was gonna do these things, and obviously he's not, and so where does that leave us? For example, This is the promised land that they lived in. They were promised this land to Abraham uh, 500 years ago, and Jerusalem is its capital. The reason Jerusalem's the capital is because God allowed them to defeat all these other nations, all these other peoples, and so he's handed them Jerusalem, and then he's promised that there would be this royal line of kings that would come from David, and the Davidic line was going to be established forever and ever. And of course, at that time, they weren't thinking about a heavenly kingdom that would exist outside of time and space. That was They were thinking that Israel and the throne in Jerusalem and the capital would last forever, and there would be a line, a a descendancy of kings that would just last and last and last and last. And then, of course, the temple is in Jerusalem, and that's the place where God's presence was. In the wilderness, the tabernacle moved around. It was kind of temporary. It was a tent. You tore it down. You moved it. You put it back up. But this is the temple, and this is where God's presence, in their mind is gonna dwell forever. They had no idea that God's presence was gonna dwell in the heart of men as the new covenant is established as Jesus Christ shows up on the scene and opens up the kingdom of God and the family of God to anybody who would trust in Christ. They're thinking that God's presence will be in the temple forever. They've got priests that maintain these rituals of worship that are very, very important to them. And so then here comes Babylon and, and takes it all out. And not only that, but Babylon as the instrument of God to punish his people for their sin and wipes out all this. This cuts to the heart of their identity, this cuts to the heart of their theological view of who God is and they are struggling big big time. You look at America and some people are concerned about, you know, where we're headed, where we're at is nothing in terms of uh, you know, qu- uh, sabotaging or making insecure our identity. no doesn't even show up on the scale of what these people were experiencing. And you can relate this a little bit to personal tragedy, because I've seen people experience very, very hard things, the loss of children, uh, unbelievable, unexpected, out-of-the-blue accidents, or just terrible, terrible circumstances. And unfortunately, I've seen some of that from a front row seat before, and it is not unlike the, what the people of Israel experienced. That it makes you question who God is and what He's doing. Well, I thought you were going to do this in our family, but then this happened, and it's not going to happen the way that we thought, and so that makes us question what you, God, are all about. and And so, there's a little bit of relation uh, relating that we can make between what Israel went through and our own grief, pain, it creates confusion. So these laments, there's several reasons for them. One is to protest or to draw attention, draw God's attention, draw everyone's attention to the bad things that have happened. They help us to process this hard stuff, like anger is vented and sadness is exhibited and gives voice to confusion. Uh, Sometimes it even questions God and his promises, and that's all part of these laments. The first chapter we talked about it yesterday a little bit, personifies Lady Zion, her grief and shame. Second chapter talks about the fall of Jerusalem and God's wrath. It even mentions that it's justified, which we've said over and over, but also asks for compassion to come back. Third chapter, we're going to spend more time on tomorrow, talks about the suffering one, uh, but also talks about God's faithfulness. And there's some really good stuff in chapter three that we'll dig a little bit deeper into. Chapter 4 goes through the siege of Jerusalem, and chapter 5 prays for God's mercy from all of this. So what is the upshot of lamentations? What can we take away? I think we can take away that God is totally okay. He included this in his word. God's totally okay with people questioning uh, him, processing their grief, expressing their anger toward him, provided, I believe that that is ultimately couched in an understanding that He is faithful, He is true, He is sovereign, His promises are, are reliable, and even though we're experiencing something different than we ever thought we would experience something much worse, something that cuts to the core of our understanding of, about who God is or what our life is about, it, when that happens... We can fall back on the reliability, the truth, the steadiness, the security of God and his character, which are unchangeable. And so if you keep that as a given, then anything else is okay in terms of expressing pain, grief, anger, questioning, uh, doubt, whatever the case may be. And, And just think about this. We know the rest of the story. We're sitting here in 2021 AD. What a beautiful story. We would never, they would never have imagined that what came out of this is what God was planning to do. Is way beyond anything they had ever thought or imagined, that he would bring a messiah, that he would open up an eternal heavenly kingdom for anybody from any tribe, tongue, or nation who put their faith in Christ to be part of forever and ever and ever, just would have blown their minds. And when we see everything that happened leading up to this, we go, man, this was all worth it. But for the people going through it the first time, it's very, very difficult. And that's just a good reminder, a good perspective that we can apply to our own hardship and grief. And Lord, we ask that you would help us do that in a way that honors you. And uh, we thank you for this story, amen.
0: The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship.